What's up, homies? <laughs> I'm Erica and I'm Roshane and thank you so much for hanging out with us again today while we jump into another spooky movie the moon is full once again we decided yeah so say us <laughs> the moon is so once... the homies have spoken there is now a full moon the fullest moon has once again arrived and therefore there were wolves have come out to play. Needless to say, we didn't get our fill. We didn't get satisfied from only covering one werewolf movie thus far. And so we decided, why wait to do another one? Let's pack them in to the month of August. Is there anything? Is there any special things in August? I'm trying to tie <laughs> this in. I wish that there was like a reason, but really it's just... Wait, it's... You didn't know that August is National Werewolf Awareness Month? You weren't privy to that? You didn't know that? That August is a... Uh, where Lycanthrope... National Lycanthrope Month? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even have to fact check that at all. Just blindly believe that one. I promise you it's real. <laughs> yeah, so as such because that is the case <laughs> yeah we we didn't want to wait to do another werewolf movie we wanted to talk about another one and so the time came around for discord decides and we thought why not have discord decide what werewolf movie we should jump into next because we had a few like a, a handful of movies that had been recommended or that people had requested that we should look to for additional werewolf movies and so we chose three from there and we let the discord make their choice and they chose a true classic a true staple of the werewolf subgenre mm -hmm. very true and also one of the few werewolf movies that i think i've seen so thank y'all right. for that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got you. It was kind of luck that it was the one werewolf movie that you've seen before and that True. you are familiar I, with. <laughs> but I will say I've definitely seen the made for TV version of this. There was a lot of extra that was in this movie that I don't remember. Oh, uh, OK, OK. That's, <laughs> we'll talk, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk. OK, I, that's good. I like that. I like that. But yeah, we're talking about an American werewolf in London. London. Oh, Sorry to all London. of our British listeners. We apologize for that. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Had to do it to you. So sorry. <laughs> but yes, we are talking about an American werewolf in London. It's been a while since I have seen this movie. And Same. so Same. it was really fun to rewatch it because I, for the most part, remembered it. But at the same time, this movie takes a turn that I always kind of forget it takes mm -hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense mm -hmm. so yeah it was really fun to brush up on it and rewatch it so i am happy that this ended up being the choice just because it gave me another reason to to rewatch it and and check it out once again um but 
yeah, I think we're ready to to dive into the werewolf behavior. But before we do that, let's talk about the scare scale. One to five. Mm-hmm. How scared did this movie make you? <laughs> I got, it's it's hard. It's, it's a little difficult because I don't find this movie very scary personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got some scary stuff in it that may frighten a couple of the listeners. So I'm going to say like a two, like a two out of five. It's got okay. a couple little scare moments, definitely a few jump scares in there. But in my opinion, nothing too rough if you're used to like old school style, you know, horror gore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I'd give this maybe like, gosh, honestly, I feel like I'd give this a one. It's It's definitely not... Yeah, it's not scary in the sense of, yeah, it kind it has like old school jump scares, if yeah. that makes sense. So it's if not, you're immune to those, like you're completely fine. You're fine because they're not really jump jump scares in the more modern sense where they really spook you. They're more of like just quick cuts to things. And maybe that could be startling for some people. But other than that, this isn't uh, this isn't a heavy on the scare kind of a horror movie. It's more of like a heavy on the story kind of a horror movie. Yeah, most of. But I, I do think you hit it with startling. I think that is the word I would use to describe this movie. It's got startling moments, but nothing scary, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yes, yes. The startle the startle scale is at a five, <laughs> but the scare scale is at like a one, one and a half. One and a half. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> but with that out of the way, I think it is that time. So homies, we're going to be entering into spoiler territory. So you have been warned. But today we are talking about an American werewolf in London Directed and written by John Landis with makeup and special effects by Rick Baker, starring David Naughton as David, Griffin Dunn as Jack, Jenny Gutter as Alex, and John Woodvine as Dr. Hirsch. Two young New Yorkers, Jack and David, are on holiday exploring the vast countryside of Northern England. After an awkward stop at the local pub, the boys venture out into the night, only to be attacked moments later by a rabid, wolf-like creature. Jack loses his life, but David survives and is sent to a hospital in London to treat his wounds. But. When the undead soul of Jack warns David of things to come, the situation gets a bit hairy. Insert satanic pub decorations, naughty night nurses, and naked naps at the local zoo here. Our film concludes with David forced to make a grim decision, take his own life, to protect those he holds dear, or stay alive and embrace the light of the full moon. Also, I've never seen you before in my life. Roll credits. Okay. So, I want to say, before we Mm -hmm. get into this, I wanted to ask you, Mm -hmm. have you seen An American Werewolf in Paris? 
I have not seen American Werewolf in Paris, no. Okay. I would very much, I would, because I would very much like (laughs) for Mm -hmm. us to possibly watch that one and then maybe talk about it on Monday during stream and talk about it in comparison to this movie. Because like I said earlier, this movie really, I don't like, I feel like when people talk about werewolf movies, this is one of those ones that they always mention because in a lot of ways it is, uh, it broke a lot of barriers in certain aspects for werewolf movies and it is just kind of a a classic at this point and it's just so interesting to me how different this movie is like how different an american werewolf in paris is to this Mm -hmm. movie but i just wanted to know i i just wanted to know and i wanted to wait and ask you one while whilst we were recording Fair, fair enough. I will say I did watch the trailer for An American Werewolf in Paris, and I did not know what I was watching, so... Which is fair. Which is fair. (laughs) That movie was also made 18 years after this one. This one came out in 1981. Uh, Paris didn't come out until 1997. Okay. So, quite the gap. Maybe it should have been longer. Maybe it should have been you know, just a non-existent gap. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we'll have to. Okay. Now you got me curious. You got me curious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I, that's all I wanted to do. I just <laughs> wanted to get you curious. Okay. But um, while I'm sitting here stewing in my curiosity, Erica, could you do me a favor and let me know what's in your notebook? Okay. My first note is sheep. that's the only thing i wrote (laughs) for my first note but i don't it's 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 symbolic you know when we first meet david and jack Mm -hmm. also i love that his name is just david just david (laughs) david plays david i wonder if that made it easier or if that was weirder (laughs) for for him but david and jack get driven to nearby a town that they then have to hike the rest of the way to but they are driven by a sheep herder i assume but it's i i hope so it's a lot of sheep for somebody who's not a sheep herder fingers crossed this man was supposed to have those sheep i hope it was his (laughs) job uh but yeah regardless they're sitting in the back with all these sheep which is just interesting because they end up being I mean wolves regular wolves are huge predators of sheep mm-hmm. and then David and Jack end up being predators to this werewolf um so yeah I guess I just really never noticed that before because it's just it, it I never really paid that much attention to like the beginning because not necessarily the whole beginning the whole beginning is important but just this little bit feels so non consequential with this guy that drives them but i just noticed it this time it's it's true there is definitely that symbolic air around that moment i think it's hard to remember that there are these elements of symbolism in this movie mostly because this movie is trippy as all hell and goes all over the place at several different points it's wild it gets it is, this movie gets wild. I, I'll admit something right now. So, like watching this back when I was younger, right? Coming back into the movie, I was having a hard time remembering certain parts. And now, after rewatching it and seeing how disjointed this movie 
is Mm -hmm. i understand now why i was having such a hard time remembering (laughs) it yeah yeah definitely because especially as it goes along it goes off the rails in a good way like in the Mm -hmm. best way but it definitely does get fairly trippy and i think for me this movie as a whole out of a lot of the werewolf movies that i've seen really does a good job of portraying the curse aspect of the werewolf and like the torturous part of it and how really this is not a blessing in any way and i feel like that's because although obvious like in other horror movies when people turn into werewolves like uh, for the most part although it's obviously like against their will and they can't control themselves and it's not something that they want to happen i think this one really dives into more of like the psychological aspect of how that curse can be it Mm. it delves into how painful it can be and also to like how haunting it can be because we see later on with david that he's really being tormented by these people that have been affected by his by him being a werewolf now and it just feels like much more of a curse in this one and something that is really really gonna destroy this person and also everybody within the vicinity very true yeah they don't glorify being a werewolf at all in this one which is kind of good it's it's a little bit of a breath of fresh air from like the twilight-esque uh, Team Wolf style, where it's like they're don't werewolves. Talk about Jake. I don't want to talk about Jacob. We don't talk about Jacob. I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. But you know what I mean? Where it's like, though, in those styles, at some point, I think the characters adjust to becoming werewolves and it becomes just a part of who they are. And they don't necessarily always like it, but mm-hmm. they've learned to deal with it or they've learned to embrace it and make it part of their lifestyle. In this movie, it's straight up a problem. Like it's a problem. It's a problem both for David and for everybody who's around him. So there's no, Mm -hmm. there's at no point is being a werewolf, like a good thing in this. Yeah. Which I think is just more of like a, an older, more classic way of the story is dealing with werewolves and how, like horrifying that can be to most people but i do think in a lot of movies even in past movies or even more modern movies you do at times get maybe a character who yeah is almost not like embraces it and 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 almost uses it as a power and they're okay with it either that version or you don't really get to see the perspective of the person who is the werewolf we follow Mm -hmm. maybe a loved one of theirs or someone who is hunting it or you know like an auxiliary character who is not experiencing the actual wolf dumb i don't know (laughs) but they like they don't so we're not necessarily seeing it the effectiveness of it because they are not the ones going through it maybe they're the ones that are just like trying to avoid it or who are who are just dealing with someone else who's going through it but in this one like you are david basically you are his perspective now we get other characters who are dealing with it on the side but Mm -hmm we get to see everything that he is going through and his realization of what's happening. Like we're there for 
all of that. And so I feel like you really get to tap into that side of, oh shit, this is, this is not what I want. Like, this is not okay. This is not good. And I don't want to do, I don't want to have to deal with this every time the moon decides to be full. Yeah. And so it's really much more of that version of the story than like, oh, how do we kill the werewolf? Because for him, it's like, do I live with this or how do I kill myself? Right, exactly. And I, I, you know, I will say for how trippy I do think the story gets at certain points, the actual plot of this movie is pretty linear um, Mm -hmm. in terms of the events that happen. And we do spend a majority of the, of the second half of this movie watching David's moral dilemma with whether or not it's worth being alive with this curse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is a, it's an intriguing exploration because when I feel like when you look at the character of David, despite everything that's happened to him in the past couple of days, he, he, both he and Jack are very kind of carefree spirits you know yeah, like they're a little they, goofy they're they're a little goofy they, they they got they got that rambunctious energy to them and even after being attacked and being hospitalized and all this stuff david still manages to retain this like childlike charm mm-hmm. of his and i think that that is a nice um is a nice backdrop for the seriousness of his situation for me mm-hmm. because i feel like it seems like a very easy decision once the character realizes like yo you're a were- you're a werewolf like you're a danger to everybody do something about that like it's very easy to come to that conclusion quickly but then you watch david like navigate life and you're just like it- it's kind of like alex says where you're you're attracted to how like sad he is in a way you know what i mean where yeah. he just seems like a a lost puppy it's endearing a, it's endearing a little mm-hmm. bit and you don't want to root for him at times because he does make some like stupid choices but i feel like you can't help it right well because in 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 a lot of ways because us as an audience obviously being very aware of what is going on there are a lot of times with david where it seems almost you're you're almost wanting to just shake him and and say listen listen to your dead friend you know like <laughs> pay attention but then at the same time he told you in scene two he told you he's decaying don't you see <laughs> can't you see this but like at the same time I think that the way that the story unfolds makes it so that you can be very sympathetic to David and the situation because. Yes, he's been horribly attacked and he's had this horrible situation where his best friend got killed right in front of him. And then we skip ahead three weeks where he's just been down for the count. And then when he wakes up, he does remember, but not enough to be very, very sure in what happened. And then from there, it's over the course of 48 hours that the rest of the movie unfolds. And so for half of it, he's just thinking, I'm having a breakdown, obviously, because of this horrible situation. I'm just having a breakdown. I'm going insane. It is what it is kind of a thing. And then with what happens with the werewolf transformation and him waking up from that, it's obvious that he does not remember anything that has happened. And he just continues to assume that that is just a result of his 
this emotional trauma that he's dealing with and he just knows that he feels good but he doesn't Mm -hmm. know why and then but i do love that switch from when he hears about the murders that moment of him putting the pieces together and realizing that it is real and then from that moment on, I will say I, I appreciate that what they do with David is at the end of the day, he is a good person. And so from that moment on of him saying, okay, I am a werewolf, he just doesn't know how to fix it or like he doesn't know how to approach it now. Because from that moment on, he's like, get away from me. Let me figure this out. I got to go. And I think, honestly, he just doesn't even realize that, like, hey, it was a full moon last night. It's probably going to be a full moon again tonight. You should not go to a porn theater. (laughs) (laughs) You should go. You should probably just, like, try and isolate yourself as best you can. But, of course, he does try. He tries to get arrested. And -hmm. it doesn't work. But It doesn't work. Yeah. And I guess maybe in his head, maybe he was like, oh, there won't be that many people in the in the porno theater, which there weren't. There only put like four people there. Yeah. Um, watching the weirdest porn ever. Or the best porn ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> depends on who you ask, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> depends on like the vibes you want for that particular <laughs> first that like particular porn. Um, but I guess if you'd search like confused confused man accidentally walks in on a <laughs> couple having scene. sex <laughs> you'd find this one uh dude i i honestly love the entire porn <laughs> sequence like not just the porn itself but the fact that that is happening while he's having this conversation with all these dead people yeah. i found that shit hilarious it was so funny yeah um, it is really <laughs> really ridiculous it's and 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 the also the fact that the movie doesn't stop even after shit starts going down in the porn theater so you got like cops coming in Mm -hmm. like searching and looking around while in the background you see like oh yeah give it to me (laughs) it's so good yeah and then the phone rings in the movie and she's like hello Hello? i think you have the wrong number it's like like, it means nothing in terms of the of the plot so fucking good dude (laughs) Um, but, uh, I want to talk about Jack really quickly and, um, we'll, we'll go back and talk a little bit about the beginning as well, but going into the movie again, I didn't necessarily know how I felt about the whole Jack thing with him coming back and being undead. Mm -hmm. Um, and this whole like psychological aspect of things. Uh, but this time around, I really liked it because I think it sets up the main conflict early enough that it allows the audience to deal with it in tandem with David. Uh, Cause once he hears this from Jack, I like that he takes it to heart. Like, yes, he thinks he's going insane, but he doesn't drop the consideration that maybe just maybe I actually am a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And like, as more and more clues start to drop, he becomes more solidified on that stance. But I think that it's a smart idea to one play on this whole curse aspect like you were talking about before with like what happens once you are cursed with this lycanthropeness or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then two, to establish that knowledge in our main character so we don't have to deal with a character that's just oblivious the whole time because I think that would have been tiring if David just didn't know at any point what was going on until like the last 20 minutes of the movie. True. Yeah. Jack helps to really fill in the blanks for David. And 
but in a way that's still fun because he could very much just fall to an expositional aspect where that's all he he kind of is a little bit yeah which is kind of true but because of the fact that they set him up and their relationship up early on we had just enough time with jack to develop some feelings for him and i like that he still retains his personality even though he's dead he's still himself but it's like he's taken on this new cynicism because obviously he's like stuck in purgatory and also he's trying to stop these horrible things from happening and he's very aware that this is kind of like david's not necessarily taking him seriously and so i like that he still retains parts of himself yeah and uses that and still uses their relationship even though he's saying hey i'm here to warn you this is what's going down i love that he decays as time goes on and every time we see him that's a very nice touch yeah it's really cool and also too i love i think one of my favorite moments is that scene where everybody is talking to david but what like one of my favorite like david and and jack moments is when they're in the movie theater and everybody's talking to him and everybody's telling david how he should kill himself and jack is still cares about him and he's still like mm-hmm. no don't do that it might hurt and everyone's like who gives a fuck if it hurts him <laughs> and jack's like this is still my friend we're talking about like <laughs> you must die david kessler David, this is Harry Berman and his fiancée, Judith Browns. Hello. Hello. And these gentlemen are Alf, Ted, and Joseph. Can't say we're pleased to meet you, Mr. Kessler. What shall I do? Suicide. You must take your own life. That's easy for you to say you're, you're already dead. No, David. Harry and I and everyone you murder are not dead. The undead. Why are you doing this to me? Because this must be stopped. How shall I do it? Sleeping pills. Not sure enough. I could hang myself. No. No, if you did it wrong, it could be painful. You'd choke to death. So what? Let him choke. Do you mind? The man's a friend of mine. Well, he ain't no friend to me. I don't know. I just think that it's really nice because there's still this camaraderie between them despite this horrible circumstances uh, there's still this really nice relationship between them and i like that jack retains who he is mm-hmm. and honestly more power to jack because if my friend left me with the quickness that david <laughs> left jack when that I werewolf attacked i'd be real petty in the afterlife let me tell you i knew you were gonna say something but you know what you know what i agree i was a little bit salty at first but honestly if that ain't the most honest fucking reaction (laughs) to something like that i will never know and i like and i like that he has that moment where he's like what am i doing like i have to go back and help my friend but by that point jack is actually shredded beef you're right no you're right i can't fault him for the survival instinct i can't but as the dead party i would right. be a bit salty if i got to come back and have a couple words with I this guy i would have mentioned i probably would have brought it up 
I probably would have mm-hmm. said, you know, it's funny because I had wanted to go to Rome and <laughs> here I am. You got my ass out in the moors. <laughs> you trip. You all of a sudden your legs give out. You trip. <laughs> I go to help I was you. I trying to help you up. <laughs> and I get tackled. And what do I see? My friend. Sprinting like Usain Bolt. Auditioning for the Olympic sprint all the way back at the end. Like, yeah, I would have been a little bit salty about it. But yeah, Jack, I guess he said, you know, say la vie. Uh, that does bring me to another point, though. I like the infusion of comedy in this mm-hmm. movie because, again, it's not it's not very scary. Like, there there's some startling moments for sure. But for the most part, it's just kind of a tale about a guy turning into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of funny moments in it. There's a lot of like almost like slapstick level humor. In yeah. This. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of of moments, which honestly, I think is good for a story like this. I like that it's fairly light because this is kind of a sad tale in the sense of the two people that we start this movie with both end up dead by the end of it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's just not the circumstances that you would normally expect to see from your main protagonist. You would think they would figure it out in some way. So it actually ends on a pretty sour note. But uh, but yeah. yeah, for the story, they do a really good job in, of infusing like some light moments into it that kind of keep you keep you entertained and and keep you on the up and up. And uh, there's also a lot of moments in this where there's these juxtapositions between what's happening in the background and the horror that's happening on screen like one of them is the mm-hmm. transformation with having this very nice song in the playing is it, playing is it blue background. moon that's playing <laughs> yeah blue, blue I, I, moon playing while that's happening even the porn playing while there's like this massacre happening and then even the end it's like <laughs> David gets killed and Alex is bursting into tears and then it's all, all of a sudden it's like like the music comes in. <laughs> I was going to save that till the end but since you brought it up I cackled when this movie ended. Absolutely cackled because it is so abrupt in such a sad moment but the way the vibes yeah. just pick up the moment ba, ba, it's the ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Because Alex is <laughs> Like Alex's entire world is shattered. <laughs> it's uh, and they say, Let's yeah, wrap it up. <laughs> that's a rock, but yeah, it's very abrupt. But it's it's that same kind of a tone throughout. It's these horrible circumstances happening, but then what's happening in the background is just so different. Which I mean, as fair as real to life, I think you can't always control what may be happening around you. But yeah, there's there's some great moments of that that I think just add dynamic to to the movie. Mm-hmm. Even the like Nazi werewolf scene. <laughs> like it's so <sighs> preposterous. It's it's great. It's just it's That's some that's some LSD shit right there. I'm a I still the, <laughs> I cannot understand the absurdity of it because what's happening is is awful the the, the nightmare bonkers. that he's having if that was a nightmare that you were having at in actuality that is terrifying it's a horrifying nightmare yeah. but the absurdity of the of the <laughs> of the like scene that has been set before you is 
ridiculous. Like it makes you want to laugh, but you question yourself. Yeah, I think that's what it is. (laughs) That's what it is. It's the absurdity. Like they definitely mix and match the horror with absurdity. And I think it helps. It makes it easier to swallow. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it like less scary and less jarring because it's like you understand that this is horrendous. But it's also kind of funny. So it takes the edge off a little bit. (laughs) What did you what what did you think that scene meant? Like I I watched it again and my brain thought maybe it was like this is the symbolism of you're going to destroy everyone around you. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, too, is just that he's just having these weird dreams about like you know being a werewolf and possibly hurting the people around him and like so that's his family and he's maybe afraid of of hurting them um the nazi aspect i don't know if that's just to play into how strange dreams can be and how there can be this element of them that is maybe pulled from just random other things you've heard or seen in your life i don't Mm -hmm. know if that has to i know earlier the nurse made some comments about him like him being jewish or not being jewish which he is jewish so oh yeah yeah because she was looking at a shlong yeah. while he was asleep which, which ma'am tis, tis. can i get hr in the fucking chat <laughs> but i don't know if it has something to do with that but i, I don't know that 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 could be that could honestly be a poll i would not be surprised <laughs> but um that scene is that scene is nutty. It is nutty. I do love it though. I especially love it when he wakes up and instilled the dream within the dream. And so then Alex gets stabbed by one of them. But then I like when he wakes up again, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sir, you need you need to talk to somebody. The biggest the You need some biggest, melatonin. The biggest like if they would have just gotten him some a therapist to talk to or somebody, we need to. Okay, no, let's finish. Okay, let's finish our discussion about Jack yeah, in the beginning, right, you're right, you're and right. then we will ourselves. get into Alex because I got a lot to say about mm-hmm. her. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so Jack, um, I like. I really though, I love this beginning. I I I like the yeah. whole movie, but this beginning is just so good it's such a good sequence i think that the way that david and jack interact with each other feels so authentic just feels so realistic i love their banter and how we just kind of like watch them walk i don't know where they're trying to go um but they i think that's the curse of the northern <laughs> english countryside yeah. is no one knows where Nobody you're trying knows to go where they're trying to go <laughs> you're just kind of go you're just letting the wind take you where it wants to take you but yeah i love <laughs> when they they go to the the slaughtered lamb which is this pub that they find and it's just weird while they're there everybody's being quite strange i love the mm-hmm. the switch from that guy everybody laughing at that guy's joke to jack asking what the pentagram on the wall means wall, <laughs> yeah and i i think too that it's kind of it, i mean it, i guess it's the foundation of this movie because it's why everything gets started and and how it continues but i do like although this town and this 
pub and stuff becomes part of the plot. I do think it's kind of a small aspect of the plot because we're really only there twice. Mm -hmm. But I do like what they did with these characters and their internal struggle between do we hide this secret or do we tell these people and potentially save their lives and obviously we see that they don't they decide to hide their secret of the werewolf and let them go out but i like how there's like that fight between everybody about whether they're doing the right thing or not i was yeah. like i like that this gets rectified later because later when the doctor comes she actually has an answer when he asks what that is on the wall but at first i was like you guys didn't try and come up with some kind of lie. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> I assume they don't have like out of towners often, but I was like, you guys could have came up with something like something. Yeah. Something. Or at least have something ready to fire off just in case you do get a visitor. Cause yeah. or just, it will happen eventually. Just be hopefully. Like, I don't know. Don't, doesn't your town need that to survive? Y'all don't <laughs> need tourists. Yeah, I know. Cause I or just, yeah, even just, just to be like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but instead like, they totally whoa, kick them out. Did that get there? Yeah, whoa. <laughs> or just yeah, or just be like, oh, it's just decoration. Our mm -hmm. pub's called the Slaughtered Lamb. We're leaning into the name. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a genre bar. Yeah, Could you not tell? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I I do enjoy that we got to see that that little extra scene with the people in the bar to establish that there is conflict there mm -hmm. and i am actually happy that we went back at some point yeah. i think going back was definitely a smart choice because again we got to see uh not necessarily like an evolution of the situation but just a different perspective on someone else coming in mm -hmm. and someone who's got a little bit more background knowledge about things so they can't just kind of wave things off like they did originally uh, since jack and david didn't know shit like it's very easy to be like we're not gonna tell you anything right um but clearly when hirsch goes there it's like he knows things um we know for a fact that he knows things because he's talking about something very specific that we mm -hmm. all saw so there's only so much bsing you can do before you're gonna have to come clean about something yeah yeah and they're acting super dodgy and i think hirsch as a character in general is just like able to pick up on that a bit more but also that leans into this i having it set in london or just out of the united states i think just really leads into the fact that david and jack are a little bit out of their scope they yeah. are in a place that's unfamiliar to them and so they're a little bit more able to kind of like brush although they think it's weird and it does make them uncomfortable i think they're a little bit quicker to brush that off as just maybe being like oh it's because we're from out of town and they just don't like outsiders kind of a thing whereas for dr hirsch i think he really picks up on the fact that they're being really fucking dodgy and weird and that mm -hmm. something odd is happening but even with that i love that when david and jack leave like even when things kind of start to go wrong i, I just it just feels really real to me that they would kind of continue that jokey nature like i like how there's fear there but they're still trying to keep each other's spirits up like even yeah. when things start to go really bad they kind of are trying to laugh it off and keep keep that positive attitude until things just completely go off of the rails yeah 
I, I also really love how they shot the attack sequence and mm -hmm. honestly some later on sequences too where it's just basically you see the characters in a landscape but it's so dark that you can't see like any horizon lines or anything like that uh, it works very well because it gives you that isolated feeling even though you're out in the open because mm -hmm. when they're first getting attacked right they keep trying to walk in different directions but it never really feels like they're going anywhere. Yeah. And then it also feels like there's just always like wh whatever that darkness is, there is something there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter which direction you go. Everywhere is is not safe. And I do love the way mm -hmm. that that helps establish the fear there in the beginning. Yeah. And I think it works then for that first quote unquote jump scare with the attack because we don't really we we similarly to them we can't ever really tell where the werewolf is it's kind of always feels like it's all around them and so you don't necessarily know where it's going to attack from so yeah mm -hmm. it just feels like it comes completely out of nowhere and it like comes from up and at like an area that you probably wouldn't have expected it because it's like comes from off to the side which yeah. to them they thought it was like in front of them at first yeah, like, and then, go ahead yeah no i was gonna say and then and then so they ran in the other direction and then they thought it was behind them and so it seems like it's probably going to attack from a certain area and then all of a sudden it comes from this other side that they've completely like not even thought about yeah it's true and also although the i mean this is an older movie so there's only so much that you can really shoot and see right but i do love like the aftermath of a lot of these attacks is pretty brutal mm -hmm. and you know across the board makeup design legendary in this film like oh, the special yeah. effects and the makeup are so so goddamn good um i think like didn't Rick Baker winning an award for this. I, I yeah. could be wrong about that. So but. they they won the first ever Academy Award for best makeup. the The category gotcha. started that year that this movie came out, and they won gotcha. the very first one. Which, very nice. Well, I mean, well fucking deserved. Honestly, yeah. when yeah. you see this stuff, it's so good. And honestly, criminal that they weren't getting awarded before then. So good on them. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the for how like quick and jumpy the attacks are i always love seeing like what happened to the people afterwards so i think that's where you get into like the horror aspect mm -hmm. um and it also gives it gives some justification to the reactions of these characters because a lot of a lot of times because you know you're working on a bit of a budget and you only want to show the wolf so many times you get a lot of shots of characters react to the wolf mm -hmm. that is there that you cannot see or like the wolf that's chasing them so you don't get to like actively really get to see the wolf until later 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 on um but what you do get to see in the aftermath i think is it's worth the lead up mm -hmm. oh yeah i think i agree and i think too that works for me in this one because yeah, because we get a night full of so after the amazing transformation, which is like a two minute long scene of David so transforming. The, so the so goat of goat. werewolf transformation. It's so good. It took six days for them to shoot. I mean, nuts, like <laughs> 10 hour days where of just potentially just only sitting in the makeup chair for those 10 hours before you get even get on set, according to. Right um that actor that they, like they only would get like 30 minutes of footage for like a full days of work that's 
yeah astonishing. yeah and i mean and two when you think about it because a yes the makeup is incredible and that deserves some applause as well but also too i think it's worth also giving up to um david naughton because he was i mean for hours Mm-hmm. He was sitting there writhing naked on the floor, screaming and, and like having to act like he's in all, in all of this pain, completely naked whilst they're adding makeup to him and whilst the like transformation is going on and, you know, they're having to reset and spend time to do that. And so like he also equally sells it. Like, yes, the yeah. makeup is amazing and completely sells how the like the extension of the body and how Mm -hmm. it's like warping to turn into this new beast that would still be nothing if he wasn't acting like that shit hurts and like and what's happening looks like it hurts (laughs) yeah yeah very fucking well done yes and yeah the Nothing but praise. Nothing but praise for the transformation. Yes. I think that was a given coming into it, but just so that it's said out loud, yeah. you know. Um, nothing for praise for our wolf transformation. <laughs> <laughs> it was it is delightful and just so good. And so then we go from that to yeah, we go to basically David's night of debauchery <laughs> where mm-hmm. he just goes out and he kind of he goes on a murder spree. I mean, he kills six people. Six people. And yeah. Yeah, we don't get to see a ton of those kills. But what I like that they do is they kind of do these uh, sporadic and quick cuts between like other random stuff that's going on. So like one of that, like one attack happens and then right when they attack, it like cuts to traffic on the street and then it cuts back. Mm -hmm. So it almost feels like transitions to just what else is going on in London while these attacks are happening because life is still going on in London aside from what is happening with David. And so I like that, but it also feels like too, because we're, like I said, we're kind of in David's perspective. It makes sense that we don't necessarily see a lot because he doesn't remember anything. So I almost, it almost feels like we're getting bits and pieces of the night. We're getting the most important parts of the night, but Mm -hmm. like, Having us also not really get to see too much until the very end kind of makes it feel like until David really knows that he is a werewolf, we don't really get to see him like be a werewolf. But I will say one of my favorite sequences of this movie is the subway scene. I was going to say the same thing. It's so good. That to me is the scariest scene. Like Mm -hmm. just the idea of it. Even if that wasn't a werewolf, like just having it where you're alone in the subway and you just hear this noise and you know that something is chasing you, but like you, there's nobody there to help you. You're just Mm -hmm. trying as hard as you can to get to the surf, like get up (laughs) out of the (laughs) tunnel. And it's, and then at some point you realize like, there's nowhere I can go. Like that shot from when he falls and trips onto the 
escalator, the escalator and, and you, you get that yes. shot down yo it's so Bro, good it's and you get so to see good. the full body of the wolf kind of like for the first yes. time mm. and also shout out to the actor that played um that the businessman i'm not sure i think it's like gerald gerald, gerald or jared uh, one like of that. the two but because he does a really great job i think too of playing the fear of mm -hmm. playing that like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine because especially in the scene where he goes up the escalator the first time and it's just that long shot that follows him because you can see it on his face is he's like i'm just gonna ride the escalator like normal it's cool it's cool and then he starts like turning around to mm -hmm. see what's behind him and then like you can see that he's starting to get this urgency that anxiety it's, just, it's so good that scene is so good yeah i i fucking love that sequence and no disrespect to any of the homies across the pond, all right? But I have to say that I shall report this. It's got to be the most British threat I have ever heard in my life. Because, yeah, he's like, I want you to say, like, I want you to know I don't think this is very funny, and I will report this. And I will report this. I was like, oh, my God. And, like, ah, uh, and him, like, running with his umbrella. It's and so In his good. little suitcase. It's so and 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 then his character, I think, too. See, and that's, like, even with these victims, like when they pass on and they're stuck in David's mind, I just love that because they they still are kind. They're still themselves. Like even the couple, the couple are still, still exactly pretty, the same. Like yeah, they're pretty. Like hey, how's it going? Whatever. And and like, yeah, you killed us, but yeah, ah, you know, you just gotta kill yourself. You'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, it's it's whatever. And they're still very silly. But I think with this guy, his his whole story is fairly tragic he's like you left my wife she's a widow now my kids don't have a dad anymore you've ruined everything like i you murdered me but like you know you get these aspects of these moments where you're like that sucks like that yeah. really sucks all to the backdrop of a porno flick yeah. too. <laughs> all to a porno in the background which we love i love that they're just like what they're just watching the porno when he comes in like jack's already in there <laughs> like, <laughs> like yo come take a come seat over here <laughs> yeah honestly, it's crazy that genuinely most of the characters in this movie have meet tragic ends or have some sort of a tragic fate to it but it doesn't you don't feel that weight when you're watching the movie yeah. at least i didn't like and again it goes it goes back to the absurdity. It goes back to the slight injection of humor in there. But I, I think there is merit to the fact that they're able to tell these very grim stories of these different characters while still keeping things light. That yeah. is not easy to do. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. Also, I just want to give one quick the that like the embassy man mr collins <laughs> first of all he ain't shit but i was like that actor is perfect to play this character <laughs> like, he really really is he's he whatever spoke. he was doing he sold it oh my god that man ain't shit though i was like he truly ain't i was like sir you need to leave the <laughs> i think you just need to leave the room <laughs> but let's go ahead and get into alex how'd you feel because i feel like you you got some things to say alex got dicked down so good that <laughs> she didn't see a single red flag and the fact that alex is a healthcare professional and didn't once think to say hey like every time that he brings up 
concerns or things where he's clearly like, yo, I'm really going through like an emotional break. She just kind of laughs it off and mm-hmm. and says, ah, I'm going to go take yeah. a shower. Do you want to join me? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, for real. It, like it's, it's I don't think it's as bad in the hospital because I feel like while they're at the hospital, a lot of the times she'll be receptive for a moment of what he says, mm-hmm. but then he'll kind of backtrack on himself. Right. And then she'll kind of disagree with it because it's just like, yeah, no, that does sound kind of crazy. Like you turn it into a werewolf. That's silly, right? Like mm-hmm. we both agree that that's silly. Um, but yeah, after, after they leave the hospital, um, one lady for somebody who says they live their life very carefully um you are taking some big chances with this uh, hospital patient that you are bringing home and loose. from a different country <laughs> from a different country who loki might think that he's a werewolf <laughs> <laughs> and your first reaction is to i'm gonna take him home yeah let me love you down <laughs> she and she like Okay, so even getting past, because I honestly don't have any issues with their relationship, like the beginnings of their relationship. I think it's very clear mm-hmm. from the beginning that she is attracted to him and that she like likes him. And then it's very obvious that he also grows. First of all, he thinks that she's like really beautiful, but I think it's clear that he also grows like fond of her because she's taking care of him. And so I feel yeah. like they, it makes sense that they have this connection and what have you. Then we get home, then we get, then we get home and immediately they get in one, which also the shot of them in the shower. Why did she bite his so, shoulder for so long? <laughs> so, so awkward. So, so awkward. I, now again, uh, going back, I think in the past I've seen the made for TV version. So I don't think I got to see the full extent of this lovemaking scene Um, because we do go from shower to bedroom. But I had in my notes that the shower scene, the chemistry could not find it personally. That shower kiss looked real, real off. It's kind of kind of slippery. Didn't didn't seem like there was a lot going on there. The bite was a little extra. Uh, It was uh, it was long. It was seemed to be meant to be erotic, but I don't know. And I don't know what he was doing on the other side because his head was on the (laughs) other side of her. She's biting his shoulder. And it seemed to me he was just resting his head on on her shoulder. I wasn't sure sure what the vibes were there. I wasn't sure what the foreplay was there. Uh, What the rest of it is fine. In the bedroom. Once they got in bed, they got it on. I'm cool with the bedroom. It was the shower that seemed a bit odd. I would have preferred if they continued to just set each other up. I didn't know why she (laughs) bit him. But moving on. So that's all fine. You know, she's into it. He's into it. It's fine and dandy. So then he brings up, he's like, yeah, I, um, I don't know. Like I, I saw my, he, he oh, this is cause this is what it is. Cause he, then he sees Jack and then yeah. he brings up to her. I'm seeing my friend. Like I am seeing yeah. my dead friend. And she's just like, big red flag, by the way, big red flag right there. Help me. He's help me, <laughs> help me. <laughs> I'm having an emotional break. Like that's what it feels like. And she doesn't think to say like, okay, we should we should figure this out we should get into it she's just like yeah yeah whatever you know it'd be like that sometimes <laughs> and, yeah come back to bed yeah come yeah let's 
like I kind of I don't know. You made me feel like <laughs> I, horny. I was trying to get this deep. I was yeah. trying to get a little bit dick in. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I feel for you, but like you make me horny at the same time, and that <laughs> feeling is beating out the other one. So that's whatever, you know. Still, he and I get it because he seems fine at times yeah, but then other times he he has these moments so maybe she's just like ah it's something he's gonna have to move past my big issue with alex <laughs> is after he disappears and shows up the next day naked with a pea coat on and he is skipping and hopping like peter pan through the through the apartment and mm. he's like, yeah, I woke up in the zoo naked. Weird. <laughs> Isn't that weird? And she's just immediately, she's just like, ah, oh, I'm happy you're back. What? Right? <laughs> Where is your sense of urgency, Alex? What are you doing right now? I, I, I felt that same thing. I was like, you, I get it. You guys have a good relationship. But at some point, at some point, as a responsible adult, you have to be like, hey, this is kind of weird, dude. Yeah. Something is going on and you don't remember. That's the big thing. He doesn't even, he can't recall what happened. That's not good. That means that he's either blacking out, blanking out, like having blips of memory loss. That's not good. He almost died three weeks prior and now he can't remember shit. Um, and he's seeing his dead friend and walking around. And he's seeing his dead friend walking around. I'd be thinking something ain't clicking up there we need to get you under a scan and mm -hmm. you work at the hospital you have the ends <laughs> you have the connections especially too because prior to that dr hirsch had mentioned that something bad was going to happen because although they don't think that he they don't think he's actually a werewolf they're worried because if he thinks that he's a werewolf and he's like convinced of that he could hurt himself or hurt somebody by like leading into the delusion and that seems to me like that possibly happened last night. Perhaps he led into the delusion and she doesn't think to let Dr. Hirsch know. And even when he gets on the phone, he's like, bitch, what? He's been home and you didn't <laughs> call me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the amount of urgency that Hirsch is having on the phone of like, I need him here right um, the yeah. fuck now. Like, granted, yes, she doesn't know about the murders at this particular point. Right. But still, you can hear in his voice that's like, this is serious. You got to get him here immediately. And she's in bed playing tickle fight with yeah. the man who just woke up naked in the zoo. My lady, again, you are a medical <laughs> professional. You need to add some urgency yeah. to your care. Please. Immediately, please. She's like ready for a quickie. And he's like, oh, yeah, I am. Um, I was freezing all night. But I feel great. I feel the best I've ever felt. Like you probably have hypothermia and <laughs> your brain is not working the way it's meant to be working. So yes. But your butt looks nice in that petticoat. So but come I here. like your yeah, but I like the look. So it's, let's take it off. It's very strange. Alex is a very strange character. I like like and not in like I think that she's acted well and such, but I feel like she's just, I wish she was a bit more proactive and not so, ah, everything's yeah. great. We I'm in love. Because I think that's the thing is that she's just so, she likes him so much that she's willing to overlook these problems. But I feel like once Dr. Hirsch kind of starts bringing up 
things with her. I mm-hmm. wanted her to be more. And I remember for some reason, I feel like I remember her doing more in the story. But as it stands, she's just she she really does play really into like that love story aspect. And she doesn't really get to do very much on like the horror side of things. Yeah, it's it, it's typically disappointing, I'd say, when characters end up just playing the love interest role and not getting to like fully see the potentials of their characters where I not to say that Alex didn't have layers to her. I do think that she did, mm-hmm. but I do think towards the end she just became the the love interest vehicle for the plot point. Um, towards the end and that's that's unfortunate because i think with like a little touch more to her character maybe a bit more concern more agency of the situation it could have evolved the story um a little bit more granted yes we're staying in the world of whimsy here for a lot of it but i think that was something that was missing from that character especially at the end when she manages to outmuscle entire police brigade (laughs) to go chit chat with the werewolf at the end of the of the alleyway which why y'all let her go they really didn't try they said if she dies she dies (laughs) (laughs) what are y'all doing it's a casualty at this point i do like (laughs) now and i will say i like the tie-in of because they have this conversation earlier where alex says alex or um david mentions to alex something about how like oh i think the people that love that uh like a werewolf are the ones that have to like bring it down or kill it or something and Mm -hmm. then later alex like thinks that she can use love it seems like it feels like she thinks if i like that she can like use love to kind of bring david back to his senses but that ain't that this ain't that kind of werewolf he is Mm -hmm. uh he is in it to win it and so it doesn't matter it doesn't work and he tries to attack her so i i did like that ending i liked that feeling of it of her like thinking that love was maybe the answer and thinking that like their love could prevail and then it means it doesn't. But I do think that the, I just, I just think that for her to be, to have gotten to that point, like honestly her, she could have not been in that ending and it wouldn't have changed anything just because they hadn't really set her up to be there for that final confrontation because Mm -hmm. really she the last time we see her david kind of she still doesn't really believe him and then she goes to dr hirsch and then they hear about what's going on and then they rush there at the last second but i almost just wish that she had been maybe like looking for him that whole time Mm -hmm. and then had found him rather than her just kind of chilling at the doctor's office and then (laughs) and then hailing a taxi (laughs) like to go to piccadilly square at the last minute (laughs) um because yeah i just i i think that it would have been cool to see her be a little bit more involved like like dr hirsch is because i really like what they do with him i love his arc his his character arc is really good and i like the change that he has because he's definitely set up at the beginning to just be kind of an asshole yeah but the way that he becomes an ally later on i think is very well done Mm -hmm. um and very well written yeah i think i agree he really is set up to be that like non-believing medical 
you know, guy who who discredits our character and then and, and stays that way. He's really set up in that manner, but then he turns into the person who is the most invested in David and what's going on with him. And as a result, is the one who is actively trying to make sure that David doesn't harm anybody or harm himself like he's legitimately worried about him and so I really like where he starts and where he ends because it really does feel like he has tried really mm -hmm. really hard to get to the bottom of this and just has not done so successfully and so I think when you compare his journey to Alex's journey it feels like she starts in the same place that she ends and yeah. I wish that she had some ebbs and flows to her just to give it a little bit more. Because although I like their romance, I think that mm -hmm. it's it's nice. Um, I just think that it's a little bit ridiculous at times. Her reactions to things are quite ridiculous at times. And it almost makes her seem like she's not an independent woman who has like been successful and has been doing her own thing it kind of makes mm -hmm. her feel like really desperate <laughs> yeah no and i don't know if that was intended but i agree like it definitely felt like her character ended up being a bit codependent yeah. um towards the end and i'm not sure if that was something that was they set off or set up from the beginning or wanted to have as a character trait for her but that's what it ended up just seeming like towards the end mm -hmm. um which that's it's okay those people exist that mm -hmm. personality does exist it's just in the context of some of the situations in the movie it makes it unrealistic i th i think there are ways that you could have kept that same energy but for for that character to have the proper layers and levels we did need to see her activate i think a little mm -hmm. bit more and maybe a little bit sooner mm -hmm. yeah yeah no i i agree with that but i guess going off of that 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 leads us into our uh our finale um because yeah like like i said she kind of turns up there at the end but also, there's a lot of shit going on at the end of this yeah. movie. There's a lot going down that I don't remember. <laughs> I did not remember it being nope. so chaotic. At so the end. <laughs> much chaos. My note for the moment, from the moment he leaves the theater until they get into that alleyway, I just wrote, bruh, the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's 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 cool because I think you really get to see the difference between this small town where things were and how they were keeping that secret. And maybe it was easier to keep that secret and protect themselves because it was such a small town. They mm -hmm. and it was out in the country. And I imagine that that wolf pro that werewolf probably ate a lot of animals, and it probably didn't necessarily attack humans yeah because they also knew not to go out yeah. too so like they were aware of the situation yeah and so it's just so different than to see what happens when this situation is now taking place in a city like yeah. london because a lot of what happens in this ending bit although yes david is killing people 
a lot of these casualties that occur at the end are from the panic that arises just from him being out and about. And it's from people Mm -hmm. seeing that and panicking. And so many people get hit by cars. (laughs) Like (laughs) a lot of people just die because they're reacting to this werewolf that is like out on the streets now and the mass chaos that that causes because people didn't know that this was happening they didn't know that it was going on and i thought i think that's cool though because it it makes it feel i do think that that would be the case if something like this was happening in a city like a lot of people get hurt in in these huge you know like uh in these situations where where like there's a tragedy or there's like an event going on and it goes wrong a lot of people get hurt just from the surge of people who are trying to escape the situation rather mm-hmm. than the actual situation and i feel like that's what is ha- exactly what is happening here yeah most definitely i thought it was so accurate too to have such large groups of people both running for their lives and then running to see what is going on because that's just that's such human nature we've seen it time and time again but that's just how people react like even when you know that whatever chaos whatever danger is over there at the end of the street even when you know what it is you still kind of want to get a peek to see it like you want you want to know what's happening despite the fact that you might be risking your life for it so Mm -hmm. i love that like even as the police are saying, everybody get away from here. It's dangerous. There's there's a monster in this place. Everyone's just gathering around the door because they all want to see it. They mm-hmm. want to see, oh, but what's in there? What's dangerous? What's this creature? Like that curiosity kills the cat um, sort of idea there. I thought that was great. And I love that it continued for the entire last portion. Like every area that we went to, it doesn't matter how much police were there, how much chaos, bloodshed, and destruction was there. People were still gathering around to just see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's clamoring because they see or they they hear these shouts and these screams, and they all like crowd around the area, which just adds to the <laughs> hysteria that's occurring. And so, I mean, this it's a crazy like. This whole sequence of of him before he gets to the alleyway, but after he decapitates the inspector, yeah. is great. Which I mean, well it's deserved. A, I was I was yeah. uh, I was waiting for him to die. Yeah, I really liked um his was like right Sergeant hand man. yeah Sergeant <laughs> McManus I think is his name. I really liked his character. I wish we got a little bit more of him to be honest, but yeah, the inspector is definitely not uh the the nicest guy was very very dismissive of david's situation and therefore david (laughs) breaks out of the theater and bites his head off and then i guess spits it out onto a car (laughs) um but this whole i mean i can't even imagine probably how hectic it was shooting this entire sequence because Mm -hmm. there are so many car crashes so many extras and so many different like just elements to facilitate and so it was probably a lot of moving parts but it's come it came out looking so good because it looks 
like authentic chaos. Like yeah. there's so much happening. There's so much for your eyes to focus on that it really, you're just, you don't even know what to look at. And every once in a while it'll, it'll focus like the camera will show a shot of someone getting smashed by a car or like, what mm -hmm. is it? Doesn't someone get like ran over and like, yeah, they, someone like literally squashed? gets run over by a car. Yeah. It's so you'll get, a lot of gore actually within this little segment um mm -hmm. which i i think is cool because it's like we we've gotten a lot of gore from just david and and that situation but it's i think it's rare in a horror movie where you get to see gore like this just from like the people natural circumstances yeah yeah i agree with that and the conclusion in itself i was cool with like there are some silly parts about it again her being able to just get in there and have this one one-on-one -on -one with david mm -hmm. is kind of silly um them being absolute sharpshooters mm -hmm. with those rifles was again another element of like sure i'll go along with yeah, that they curbed um, the bullets it seemed to yeah, right. <laughs> go around um, her I did I did like the like joke early. I think it was in the porn theater when he was like, uh, oh, just use a gun. It's like, well, when I need silver bullets, and like, don't be ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> dude. Just just shoot yourself. <laughs> like yeah. it's not that hard. Um, I love the little play on uh werewolf lore that they have there. Um, but for me, man, it's really that cut to credits that really just <laughs> seals the deal for this movie. <gasps> bop, bop, because bop, bop. Yeah. it's just so in line. <laughs> It's so in line with the mood, the way that everything has played out for you to just have this tense emotional moment mm -hmm. to just get an immediate release via some a musical cue. Very in line with everything that we've seen. Oh, yeah. It, it tracked for sure. And weirdly, yeah, I actually, I enjoy this conclusion because I just think that this makes the most sense. It's like... Yeah. He was doomed from the start. Yeah, he really was. This was the only way, really, for things to end. He was going to have to die regardless. And weirdly, it almost feels like maybe perhaps that was the better ending for him to have been killed as a werewolf rather than him having to do it himself as like a human. Um, mm, because maybe. that sounds very daunting and very like scary to have to just do that yourself and... So I feel like it's fitting that he got taken out as a werewolf. Um, and also, I kind of like how quickly and it happens and also how there's not a lot of fanfare or anything like, yes, obviously, a lot of people are there. There's a lot going on and like it's it's led up. There's been a lot of of like excitement or not excitement, but like uh craziness that has led up to this moment where now he's in like the alleyway and everybody's waiting to see what's going to happen but i don't know having him just like be in the alley and he's just kind of hiding out and then he goes to attack her and then they shoot him and then like that's kind of it that's it and yeah. i i like that i also like to when he like calls his parents and and <laughs> stuff because i feel like at that point it's you know that he is going to die it's that's going to be the ending of this movie it kind of has to be there's no they have not given us in this movie any other solution to the issue to it besides okay well that the werewolf just has to die 
so mm-hmm. you already know that that is is going to be the ending and i just like that that is just the way that it is and and he dies and it sucks because obviously we've grown to like david but then at the same time it's like knowing that him dying you also know that all of those people that died are they're no longer suffering because now they get to move on so it's like a weird thing where it's like it's good that he dies because in some ways you're like okay this is what needed to happen this is necessary now these other people that we saw suffer throughout the movie aren't suffering anymore but then obviously it sucks because it was david (laughs) yeah it leaves you with a with that weird feeling i agree where you're sad for david but this is it kind of played out in the best possible way like it seems like the good ending as far as endings go so um yeah it's a little emotionally divisive i'd say but all in all i like the ending i like the chaos leading up to the ending Mm -hmm. and again that musical sting please please let me help you I love you, David. It's just like in every single movie that's movie, every single song that's in this movie has the word moon in it. So mm-hmm. it's a good what well, we get like three different versions of blue moon. <laughs> yeah, there's like several different versions of blue moon. Um, I think during the transformation, it either does a blue moon or it does. I know bad moon rising plays at some point. That plays when he's bored. Is that he's when he's like, bored? Yeah, okay. and he's trying to figure out what he wants to do. Got you. But all of the moon songs are nice touch. Definitely mm-hmm. adds to the to the werewolf vibes. So yeah, I appreciate that. Definitely adds to the werewolf vibes. Also, another scene that is creepy. I don't know why this part creeped me out. It's not even supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be funny, but like the scene where he's in the bush and he's bush? trying to get that little yeah, kid. That's to a go creepy over ass it. scene, man. <laughs> That's a creepy scene. We didn't it's necessarily creepy. need that one. I could have, I would have been all well with him just having the coat. I did not need to see him rob that child of those balloons. It was creepy. I was, cre- I think sus. I was creeped out because like the way that the bush, he was like moving the bush when he talked, and then mm-hmm. I don't know because in any and then, other, like a little boy, like no, don't, yeah, child, who are your parents? Don't go over there. And the mom's standing there when he, he like comes <laughs> back over to her, and she was just standing right there, but. Yeah, I don't know why that creeped me out so much. I knew he wasn't going to do anything to this child, but I think it's just yeah, like but the still. circumstance of it. I was like, ew, <laughs> if this was any other thing, this would be very, very gross, like a very yeah. unfortunate situation. Thankfully, they play it for humor, so yeah. it's like not too, too bad. But yeah, it's still weird. Yeah, yeah. But and also, too, yeah, of course, he's like completely naked and uses the balloons <laughs> to cover <laughs> cover himself which was another thing is that he said that the that it was like freezing 
when they shot oh shit movies is freeze or most of this movie because they shot it over like 10 weeks Mm -hmm. but he was like for all those like running scenes he's like i was totally naked and it was freezing Mm -hmm. and um i guess when they shot that scene at the zoo they like tried to get there as early as possible but but they didn't finish in time so people just started to come in like they opened the zoo and they were still filming it and he like was just naked. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> That's so awkward. Oh my Fuck. god. He David Naughton sounds like he was like a trooper for a lot of this movie just because he was like I got to it's got to get done like I'll, yeah. I'll do it. Honestly, any any movie that has people with like a lot of nudity outdoors or like submerged in water or like stuff like that, I always assume that it's got to be a tough shoot for them mm-hmm. because we we get to see the finished product but a lot of that's just sitting around with like a blanket over you just waiting to derobe and do yeah. that scene for the 20th time i'm sure yeah and just get out and do it yeah and i yeah. can't even imagine doing that when it's freezing which i mean to be fair a lot of times they shoot off season so like they shoot winter winter for summer and then like mm-hmm. summer for for winter or whatever and so a lot of times it is pretending to be like a temperature that you're not actually at the time and so yeah they shot this movie in february or a lot of or most of the outdoor stuff they did in february so it was like okay. freezing in england Eesh. i'm like yikes <laughs> And Got you can tell. I mean, you can London naked yeah, in February. In fe- that sounds great. You can tell, especially I think in that beginning scene with David and Jack. Like you can tell that it's legitimately freezing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see your breath and everything. Yeah. It was cold as hell out there. They didn't even need to act that. They yeah, just no look cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all right, that's that's all I got for uh, American Werewolf in London. Anything else you want to? Um, yeah, my last little thing that I wanted to say that did make me laugh is so when our couple gets taken out and their friend comes out to like see what mm-hmm. that the all that's the scuffle was his reaction after he looks down and sees a severed arm is the most nonchalant <laughs> reaction <laughs> I have ever seen from someone. <laughs> He looked more upset that he had like messed up his shoe sludging right? in that blood than he did to see somebody's arm just in the in the grass. I don't know what happened between those characters two or one scene prior. But he did not seem too uh, broken up. <laughs> Because I feel like he knew whose arm that belonged to, too. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm sure, sure he did. I'm sure, because he had a feeling that his friend was out there. Yeah. And also, why do you have to walk all the way to Narnia to, <laughs> to go see what was supposed to be right outside their window? Question mark? Yeah, because when they're getting attacked, his wife can kind of see what's going on. Like, she, they're not in the woods unless they got dragged into the woods. But if I was him... No, I would not go into the Blair Witch Woods just to go see <laughs> what the noise was. But yeah, he just keeps on going and going and going. I mean, he doesn't die. He's fine. But yeah, yeah he went a little far for my liking. <laughs> 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 but that's it. I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, 
Erica, what are we gonna what are we gonna rate this okay. must Discord decides out of? Oh, uh, we could rate this out of um like corpses at the porno or something. I was trying <laughs> to figure out some way to say that. <laughs> porno massacres. Oh uh, yeah, porno massacres. I was trying to do an alliteration, but I don't think I can think of another P word <laughs> that goes with that. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'd be cool with Porno Massacre. I'm uh, down. Yeah? Yeah, I'm down with Porno Massacres. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? Um, You can go first. Go first? All right. I am going to go ahead and give an American Werewolf in London 3.9 out of 5 Porno okay. Massacres. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really enjoy this movie. It's a lot of fun. It's very trippy at times, uh, but the story in itself, I do think is good. Uh, I think the plot goes along very briskly. I think this movie flies by. Mm-hmm. It, there were points where like it felt long to me while I was watching it, but then every time I would like check how deep into the movie I was, I was always surprised at how much ground we'd covered. So I do think the movie keeps a good pace. The characters are fun to watch. There are some very funny moments that are enjoyable. Um, it's not, I don't rate it this rating because I would necessarily change anything. I just don't find it as like a perfect movie by any means. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not in a rush to watch it again. However, I did enjoy the ride of watching it. I do appreciate the things that are worth appreciating from the acting to the makeup designs to um, just some of the directorial decisions that were made. All respect where respect is due in that regard. Um, but overall, solid movie. I think if you're looking for a werewolf, you, for whatever reason, haven't seen this yet. Um, it's kind of a must, I would say, for the genre. But overall, solid pick. Had fun. 3.9 out of 5 uh, porno massacres. Okay. Yeah, I would give this, uh, I'd give this 4.5 out of 5 porno massacres. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like this movie. I enjoy it. It's just like, you all know how I feel about 80s movies. And I feel like this is like the perfect mix mixture of the kooky and the gory that I like. Um, the story is really good. I like the characters a lot. The effects are amazing. The, some of these sequences are so, so good. And I enjoy, I really enjoy the the dead characters coming back and talking to him. Like, I don't know what it is, but I love that so much. That is the mm-hmm. one aspect of this movie that I have always remembered. Um, and that still will probably stand because I just think that that's a really clever way to show how much this curse can really like stay with you and live with you. And I just appreciate that aspect of this movie where even though it is feels light and and funny, it also has these very serious and dark undertones and issues that they're dealing with throughout. And also the werewolf transformation and design is amazing. Yeah, my glorious. B- my biggest con that I feel like when I was younger, I didn't really care too much about, but now watching it now that I'm older with like a little bit of more um look, I guess paying attention to it a little bit more, I 
don't I just think what Alex Alex is just weird she's fucking weird and I and I just don't love everything that she does because at times I feel like they were like we just kind of have to make her accept this man the way that he is because the sex is banging so she's gonna do it and i'm just like i guess but yeah so that's the only thing that i just feel like her whole side of the story is the weakest part of this Mm. movie but yeah other than that very much enjoy it and it is a werewolf staple for a reason so 4.5 porno massacres out of five very nice uh one last thing to throw in there that i actually did forget about um what is up with the no kid the kid that just says no what 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 is that this What's is that my to... thought okay please this kid got hired to be in this movie and they realized he wouldn't say the lines or say react appropriately but he would say no and so i feel like they were just like you know what if that's all you're gonna say then like we'll have her just react accordingly to you which is fair i mean there's kids that that do that where like they'll they <laughs> like you know like they latch onto one word and that's like all they want to say i know mm-hmm. i have some kids in my family that have gone through that phase so maybe mm-hmm. that was one of those things because you can tell that he's like very aware that he's on camera he keeps doing that like grin this is a very yeah. cute this kid is very he's cute, cute. He's a cute but kid. you can cute definitely kid. tell that he's like I know that people are watching me right now and I feel kind of like shy about it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like they were just were like, whatever you can say, we'll roll with that. That's what it feels mm-hmm. like to me. Okay. Okay. We'll take that. We'll take that. And they said, you know what? Go ahead and in there, react to him saying, no, we'll cut it. Money. And we'll, we got to get this shot. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is it for an American werewolf in London. We would love to hear your thoughts on this one. You can let us know on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer to talk a little bit more in depth, you can always slide into our discord. The link for that is in our social media bios. Our discord is where all the homies hang out to chit chat and discuss throughout the week. So if that's something that you would be down for, then we would love to see you there. You can also email us. You can also email us. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. And if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, that means it's Monday. That means tonight we will be streaming on Twitch, playing some spooky games, and hanging out with the homies. We would love to see you come through. So if you want to come and see what Monday streams are all about, the link for that is also in our social media bios. And last but not least, if you are so inclined, we would very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or a review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we get, the better. It recommends our show to more listeners, and we just like to hear what you guys are thinking of the show. So if you have an Apple account and haven't done that yet, we would love for you to. Or if you're listening on Spotify, you can leave a rating. Just go to our name, hit the stars underneath, and it will rate our show for you. But that is it for us this week, homies. And that is another Discord Decides Down. We, oh yeah, that's another thing. If you want to be part of the Discord Decides, get into the Discord and then you can vote in the future. But we hope that you guys enjoyed our discussion and we can't wait to dive into another spooky movie with you guys next Monday. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.